Alleluia! Thank you, Pastor Ricardo. Um, my very special thanks to the youth, National Youth Group here. I sometimes forget my English and have to fight for words. There was a time when a friend of mine, might name her, she might not be here, used to be Miss Malaprop. Well, now I fight for my English words most times. But I want to let you know that I am at home. I see Sister Vera Watson sitting down there, and we used to be in charge of national youth camps. And um, we also were big parts of the National Youth Council. So I feel like I'm really at home among you young ones and not so younger ones like myself here this evening. Want to thank you all for the honor and the privilege I share with you tonight. I know you could have chosen so many different people and so I'm very grateful to you for choosing me. And I pray that what I share will be as the Lord leads. Just want to compliment your charming um, moderator and also your, um, uh, the lady who, young lady who um, says just about everything, Sister Levy. Okay, and also I would love to add my word of appreciation to all the honorees. Um, Pastor Ken Smith and I were in Bible school together, and we did work on youth camp projects together. And Brother Errol and I, we go back so long. I, <laughs> youth camps too, and youth uh, fellowships so long and I said if I could see some of the people down sitting down here I would know that we went back a long way but you know what is wonderful that you're all here and that we are all here for one purpose to make Jesus known and to honor and encourage ones who stand out as they make him known. Um, I want to bring you some warm greetings from Haiti. And um, I looked around when Brother Nicardo asked, posed a question about how many of you have been to Haiti. And there was not one hand up. There were two? Okay. Uh, my father. And then there's Sister Isolin seated over there. She is uh, the woman's president's sister, and she's from Chicago right now, but uh, visiting with us. And uh, she has been to Haiti, and uh, I thank God for how she has blessed me. She wouldn't want me to tell you how, so I won't say it. 
I want to thank God for my hosts, um, Brother Staples, Freer Steps, the Haitians call him, and Sister Ta and Sister Tas, according to the Haitians. They are my hosts and hostess, and how they bless me, and I thank God for them. And I just want to thank God for the Church of God in Jamaica. What a wonderful heritage I have. And uh, how God has used you to bless my life. I really am so thrilled beyond words when I can get the opportunity to come back and be here with you in Jamaica. I'll tell you that if I did anything I prepared for tonight, I was always preparing. And Sister Staples was always saying, are you all right? Are you all right? And I said, yes, I'm all right. But you know, the Lord has spoken to my heart, not the first time he has done it, and said, I don't want you to give a message tonight. These people have heard so many messages that it isn't funny. What I want you to do tonight is talk to these young people about the work of a missionary. Not exactly the work of a missionary, but share with you a little of my testimony. I used to be a member of the Whitfield Town Church of God, and thank God for that. Uh, I remember with love, Reverend and KD and Sister Gladys Headlam, and if you were at their church and didn't get to the pearly gates, it wasn't their fault. And I remember speakers coming to that church like Brother A.C. MacDonald weren't scared when he came to church because he would preach us out of our seats. And then there was uh, Brother Francis and he was those hell and fire preachers. But you know something? I bless God for them every day of my life because they have helped me keep true to God because they grounded us. They helped us. Um, wrong was wrong. Don't care who you are. And um, getting that second work of grace, deepening your life in the Lord, was very important, and they made sure that you do it. I did just about everything in the church at Whitfield Town. But um, one Sunday afternoon, Reverend James Massey preached a message at the High Alban Street Church of God, and that was where the Youth Fellowship Singers came into being. And as Reverend Massey preached, he talked about the sons of Aaron who offered their gifts, but it was not what the Lord wanted, and so they were burned to death. 
Something in that message made me begin to ask the Lord, Lord, could that be me? You know what his reply was? I never thought you would ask. And so he told me I should go to Bible school. At that time, I was working with the government. And I had been working with the government for quite a few years. I remember when I told the um, executive permanent secretary what to do, he said to me, Miss Newby, don't you realize that the, your government would have somebody like you working for them? Anyhow, whenever you need a job, you'll always have one here. Now, I think it was my parents, my father would not bother himself, but my mother. Uh, so I went to her this day and I said, I want you to think of me as dead. She said, what? What has happened? And I said, nothing really. It's just that I have been told by the Lord that I should go to Bible school and I really want to go. And uh, I want the help, the financial help that I used to be too. She said, you know everything already. Why do you need to go to Bible school? But somehow she was convinced that I should go and I went to Bible school. I spent four years over here at the JST compound. And then uh, during that time, we used to have what is known as the Keswick meetings, deeper life meetings. And over here in this very building, at, at a Keswick life deeper meeting, a deeper life meeting, I gave my life to the Lord for missions. But at that time, I had no idea where missions was going to be. So while I continued studying at JST, um, as we used to call the school over here, um, two Haitians were brought to the compound. And uh, while they were there, they knew very little English. Somehow, I befriended them. It was a man, his wife, and... Uh, their son. I befriended them and learned just a few words of their language. Um, in Haiti, we speak French and also what we call Creole, which is like our Patois. Um, when they left, when they turned to Haiti, I decided to pay them a visit. And uh, Brother Ricardo told you the story of how I got there. When I got there, I spent a weekend. But I want you to know that that weekend, again, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Haiti is where I want you to work. I came home and I told people about it. And I can remember hearing Reverend Hines, Dr. Hines of blessed memory saying, Girl, you are crazy. Because he had gone to Haiti, and he knew what Haiti was like. He thought I was crazy. However, they decided that I sh when I finished um, school over there, I should go to Anderson College. I didn't want to go, but I finally ended up going. They gave me two years to the, the embassy, 
American Embassy gave me two years in which to do the, my studies, and God was good. I finished in two years. I can remember um, Mrs. Lily Brown, blessed memory again, um, telling me on the telephone, I have a job for you. Come home and work and send the money to Haiti. I told her, the Lord didn't tell me to do that. He said, go to Haiti. I sailed for July 1972, and I have been there ever since. Thank you. Um, you listened to um, Dr. Lyon telling you about some of the, pro um, the difficulties or problems or fun times he had with uh, languages or so, traveling into different countries. You can imagine me just jumping into a French and Creole-speaking country. The only one person I knew who spoke a little English was the husband of the couple that was here. The wife did not learn any English during the year that she was here. It was funny. I was accustomed to saying merci. Now merci in, Eng in Creole or French means thank you. Well, imagine me sliding down the mountainside and saying merci. <laughs> and you know what I mean. But uh, they wondered, now why is she saying merci for that? And other things like that. I stepped into a gutter full of water and I said, oh, mercy. And, uh, you know, it was really until they got to understand why I was saying mercy. Then there are some of the words that look almost alike or they're pronounced almost alike. Like poison is poison and poisson is fish. So I went to this man, and I would like to get two poisons. He said, well, I really wouldn't sell you, even if I had it. <laughs> but um, it's not poison that will kill you. It's poisson. You see how close they run together. And I've had my share of that, and I won't... Uh, I go through even a quarter of that. Um, then when I went there, I had never seen that kind of uh, need. I've never seen that state of need. I lived in tears until at one time I had to ask God, pray and ask the Lord, please stop my tears. There were piles of garbage, almost as high as I am. There were naked kids, sometimes rummaging in the garbage. Sometimes you would see a kid so sick and weak from malnutrition that 
He didn't even have the strength to lift up an arm. It's impossible to really explain it all, and I had no intention to do that tonight, but I just want you to think on these things. When the Lord said, go to Haiti, I had no agenda. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just went. He said, when? He didn't say I should um, stay for a week or two weeks. He said, go and stay. And that was what I did. In the years that I've been there, I've never had a furlough. I've been out of Haiti for three months. Once I was so sick, I had, um, I am sometimes anemic, and at that time it I got real bad and I had to come home and get some special treatment. Another time I was getting down with anemia again, and a lady, an American lady, took me to California, and I recovered. I have had cerebral malaria about five years ago, and I'm no chick, I'd like to remind you, I'm, I'll be 76 years old in October. I had cerebral malaria, and from what I was told, rigor mortis had already set in, but they said that I kept, they could not bend my limbs, but from time to time, of my own will, I would raise my arms up, and they believed I was praising the Lord. The Lord brought me back, and I've known people who have had cerebral malaria. If they went into a coma, then they didn't live. I was in a coma. I didn't die. They call me the miracle woman. <laughs> Just as at one time, they called me little piece of steel, because when I said no, it was no, and when I said this is what we should do, then under God, then that was what we should do. So they called me little piece of steel. But um, God has been so good, and he has taken care, he has blessed. And I know many of you churches can remember sending funds to Haiti, and uh, sometimes I try to send my thanks, and sometimes I don't get around to it um, individually to everyone, but I would like to take this opportunity now to say thank you. We're working with, in Haiti, we are working with about 270 congregations. We had a, we work with 250 primary schools, and two high schools. 
we please don't clap. We um, built a hospital, but they wanted us to have a morgue for 12 bodies. And we decided that if we did that, then the people who left their dead with us would never come and pick them up, and we would have to bury them. So we decided not to have the morgue, and because of that, we have not yet been granted hospital status. But we do work, use it as a clinic most times, but you would be surprised when we have national disasters. It is usually filled with uh, people. We have many, many um, good surgeons coming from as far as um, Germany, and uh, we do many, many operations. We have two operating theaters in the in the hospital. Maybe I shouldn't say theaters, make you think of something more gorgeous than it is, but at least that's what they are. Then we have two orphanages, one at my home and another in the north, in a place called Pion. The leader for Pion has been here. He came very tall and very slender, and he um, oversees 37 congregations. And his major congregation, his main congregation, has over 2,000 members. And he has now added an orphanage to his work. So do remember Pastor Saint-Dieu in your place. I know I don't want to keep you for long, but I just felt led to share a little of my testimony with you. I want you to know that I was not, I'm not a missionary that was sent out by mission board. Um, the Lord told me to go and I went. And how he has blessed and taken care. Now I want to tell you that if you know that you know what you know, then I want you to get in touch with your pastors and friends who can pray with you and ask them to help you pray that God will show you what he wants to do. But you know something? Standing up here before all of you young ones and not so young ones, I can't believe that God isn't calling or hasn't been calling hearts to serve him in a different way, not just in your um, comfort zones, but pull you out of your comfort zones to serve him in a special way. I listened to some of the questions and answers the other night, and uh, you're worried about the mega church and what is happening and what is going to happen with a not so big church. And you know something? What I want to tell you tonight, if I never share anything else with you, is that as long as you are in the will of God, 
as long as the Holy Spirit rules and directs your life, then you have no need to worry. That is God's business. He can take care of his own work. He does need us to do that. What he wants us to do is love and serve him. And when we do that, then he will do everything else that needs to be done. And take it from me, I know what I am saying. I'll I tell you something. I was worried about a pastor who was trying to take a lot of the church property that uh, we bought with funds that we received from abroad. And uh, I was in New York, and the Lord said to me, Phyllis, you're acting like everybody else. And I said, how, Lord? And he said, you are um, worrying yourself about property. And I said, well, Lord, and I was getting ready to tell him, you know, everything that he already knew, but I didn't know he knew. So I was getting ready to tell him. And while I was getting ready to tell him, he just stopped me dead. And he said, that person, named the person, and he said, he has nothing he can do with the property and nowhere to take the property. And I just said, yes, Lord, left the matter right there. And today, I act as though there's nothing wrong, and of course there's nothing wrong, because everything is all right as long as it is in God's hand. What would I want to leave with you tonight? I told you that I, I prepared, and I certainly am not going to end all of this tonight. But something that has been on my I have lived in Haiti, bolstered. You know about all the voodoo, and I could tell you voodoo. Not things that, are, that I read, but I could tell you voodoo stories from now until tomorrow morning. Things that happen to me or things that happen to people I know. How I managed to escape with the covering of blood of Jesus. Lived on the of the Almighty. Because the Almighty taught to learn that I should always be so filled with God. Filled with remember our brother about the power of the Spirit the other night. So filled with God. So filled with no room for anything else. And with that he taught me how to praise and how to pray. Sometimes I sit down and maybe you notice I keep very quiet. I don't know your song so well and the music sometimes is a little bit loud for me and a little bit different for me. Um, but the Holy Ghost taught me how to praise and how to pray. And people love to come to our compound in Haiti. You look into my diary, it's filled with people coming, people coming, and going. And so many of them have had their lives changed and blessed because they have been there. I have a little three-year-old boy. 
at the, at the orphanage. And he, when he came, his body was so in such a bad state that he's on his third skin. He was so swollen that each time the water um, this got down in his body, he lost a skin. And now he's on his third skin. But that little boy, when he goes up to the hospital, he walks around, puts his hand on people, and he says, Bon dia benio. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. Now, he was doing that before he was three years old. Now he quarrels if he doesn't get to pronounce the benediction. You see the little crooked arm, que bon Dieu ben you. Ben, and they will respond, bless us, Lord. Que bon Dieu dirige And they will respond, direct us, Lord. Que bon Dieu bao la paix. And they will respond, give us your peace, Lord. And to say, go in peace and the Lord be with you is a little much for him, but we help him with that. Three years old, learning to live in the spirit. And that is what it takes, being filled with the spirit. And I know when I say being filled with the spirit, people get a little queasy. Being filled with the spirit is being so full of God that you have not room for anything else. And if you... And if you do not desire to be filled with the Spirit of God, then you are none of His. And if you desire to be filled, you will be filled. There is a man named Tozer, and he said that each of us, we have as much of the Spirit as we want. If you want to be overflowing, then you will overflow. If you want just to mosey along, then you will just mosey along. But the ideal is for us to be filled with the Spirit of God. And then and only then can we do the works that the Lord wants us to do. You complain about how to keep people in your church? You don't have to worry about that. The Holy Spirit adds to the church daily such as should be saved. We need the Spirit of God in our lives. And I don't want us to get all funny and thing when we talk about the Holy Spirit of God. I read a book by a, lady, a man called Francis Chan, and he spoke about the neglect of the Holy Spirit. And I would like us tonight to remember that we are called to yield our bodies as a living sacrifice. Not dead sacrifice, but living sacrifice. And it says that is our reasonable service. When we do that, we're not doing anything out of turn. We're just doing our reasonable service. I bless God for you all. I bless him for the heritage day we had yesterday. When we remembered some of the ones who had 
blessed us and brought this, uh, laid the foundation for where we are today and what we are doing. And uh, tonight we are considering about um, looking back, honoring the past and uh, preparing for the future. And I want to tell you that we are here in this present because the ones who built it were people who honored the Lord and were filled with his spirit. If you want to hear of miracles, one of the things of being filled with the spirit miracles, if you want to hear of the miracles, read the lives of some of these people who went on ahead of us. And the ones who will follow. We are following, following in their train. We too need to be filled with the spirit of the Lord. We need to have the Lord put his seal of approval upon us and upon what we do. Or else there will not be any work done to the glory of God. I, I sat in here and heard them say that in another 20 or so years, some of the churches will have to close. The church has prevailed. Some doors are going to be closed. We are forgetting the Holy Spirit. I want us to think about these words from this hymn. I know we, some, many of us may not know it, but it says, yield unto the Holy Spirit. Let him have his way in you. Be thou ready to obey him. He leads to victory. You want to prepare for the future? Then take the Holy Spirit into your life, your heart, everything you do, and you will find that he leads to victory. May the Lord bless you, continue to work among you, and young people, go forward in the strength of the Lord. And you want me to tell you something? You never know what he can do or will do in your life. I had no idea what he would have done in my life, but he did a wonderful thing for me when he saved my soul. And he did a wonderful thing for me when he moved me to Haiti. And now I am here to tell you, young people, it might not be, you might not be called to Haiti, but you could be called to somewhere else, or you might be called to do something else. I pray that when you hear his voice, like Isaiah, you will say, here am I, Lord. Send me. God bless you.